Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. You're either too old to have a job or too young to be watching this show. It's... <laughs> I give you America itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty. from Studio C. C, senor. Yeah, we're in a dimly lit room. We like to keep it dimly lit, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, on a Wednesday, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Brace yourself. Are you braced? Gird your loins. How are your loins? Oh, my loins are always girded. Oh, boy. I rarely have ungirded loins. This morning, we're laboring under the tutelage of general manager. Impeachment of the president. Wow. You think it might happen? Eh. They're discussing it this morning. If I were a betting man, wait, wait, I am a betting man. Uh, I'd still say no. But boy, those who want to do it, are, are have, they've, they've grown restive. They're pushing hard. Nancy's having a meeting today with Democrats, and they're going to argue about it. And the, uh, the pro side is going to be loud. Right. And, and there are uh, more than a few commentators who believe the Trump administration is trying to goad them into it. I don't think Nancy's going to cave, but uh, it's going to get uglier and uglier. No, I don't think Nancy's easily intimidated at this point in her life. I mean, she's pushing 80. I mean, she might be prone to falling for phishing scams, according to statistics <laughs> I've seen, but I don't think she can be bullied very well. well. One thing I remember from the Clinton impeachment is it it constantly went one step further from the beginning to the end, than everybody thought it would. Right. Yeah. Every step along the way, and then, but then it will die in committee or whatever. I mean, and just kept going and going and going. Well, and it until it actually a, happened, a national obsession. Yeah. Well, which is the downside of impeachment. It, it had just sex everything in it, else though. comes to a, a halt. Yes, it did. Having it, sex in it in the blue dress and all made it a lot more exciting. Right. When if the star uh, the star report when that came out, instead of uh, reading like a porn novel. It was uh, just about, and then the president hinted that perhaps in exchange for uh, exchange rates, he would be willing to uh, amend the, uh, the law dictated. No, nobody would have paid that much attention. But yeah, the, there, there were there were cigars, there were dresses. Do you have? There were books of poetry. Do you have any guilty pleasures you don't understand? Mm. Like, like, here's my for instance. Uh, I check a number of newspapers every morning, uh, one of them being the New York Post. And for some reason, and I don't even call it a pleasure. I don't even know why I do it. If it says, if there's if there's a, a, a slideshow of 10 celebrities, like in the, in the clothes they wore to the beach or something, <laughs> I always flip through them. Wow. And I have no idea why. Wow. And I don't even know who the celebrities are. <laughs> I not only don't care about the celebrities, I don't know who they are right because i don't i don't follow movies and music enough sure the latest starlet on the scene there's usually like two of ten that i've heard of right for my age bracket and then right. the other but for some reason i almost <laughs> always click on it. wow that's weird i know and i have no idea why 
It's, uh, I need therapy to figure that out. I don't know if you call that a guilty pleasure or a kink or what you call that, but uh, I must be getting pleasure out of it or I wouldn't do it. You can get me with a uh, what they look like now occasionally. <laughs> but it's got to be a reputable site. I can tell clickbait to some sort of, you know, how about bikini- a site that exists only for the ass. How about bikini bodies? Mm, iffy. Iffy. When it, when it's when it seems to be clearly designed to show how normal looking they are, those those are I'm, I'm big on. Wow, wow, well, Matt to Damon. Have a look, hobby. look, Matt Damon's a chubby dad just like I am. Mm. Look at you, there he is at the beach. Yeah, you can get me with ten greatest guitar solos of all time. I'm a sucker for those, and those they're always disappointing. They're always stupid. But uh, over and over again. Speaking of Matt Damon, we mentioned this later in the show. If you've not gone to otters that look like mattdamon.com. I'm sorry, it sounded like you said otters that look like Matt Damon. Otters that look like MattDamon.com. We have that link to the Armstrong and Getty website, armstrongandgetty.com. It's better than you'd think. Speaking of guilty pleasures. Even if you think it's good, it's better than that. It's really good. There's a way to spend some of your day. Oh, yeah, come on. Don't worry about the whole mortality thing. I'd forget about it for a while. Just enjoy. On your deathbed, you'll be happy you spent those moments. You'll think I'm, I'm better off doing that than working. That's what you'll think on yeah, your deathbed. Yeah, please. Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad before we get into the meat of the show. We're in the bread of the show right now. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Guilty pleasures, coloring books, and Kit Kats while the girlfriend's asleep. Oh, I'm on. I'm on. Uh, hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, I don't... Kit Kat binging. Yeah, Kit Kats are one of my guilty pleasures, actually. Um, I was just thinking as far as this Trump impeachment goes, wouldn't it be funny if it, at a certain point... They go through with it, and Trump looks at the camera one day, and he goes, you know what? Fine. And he just takes off his sports coat, throws it down Fine. on the ground, and says, if you think you can do better, you go right ahead, and there's, he storms there's, off. There's a lot of people, including Joe to a certain extent, that have been uh, predicting that from the beginning. I, I did say, I can't remember exactly, it's 60% likely he doesn't finish his first term. Whether just it's fed up with it. it he, he just hates it, uh, impeachment, uh, uh, health, just something. God, we'd have to really think along and hard about how we'd cover impeachment, because it would be dry. It certainly could be, yeah. And you kind of have to air the hearings. I mean, it's a big deal. <sighs> but God, it'd be dry. Yeah, but... And I don't think there'd be anything we haven't heard ten times already. Well, that's the thing. I heard lefties talking about old Bob Mueller getting dragged in to testify. Will it be public? Will it be private? When will it be? Will he agree? What will Trump do? And then it's uh, some guy would say, and, and it was a lefty. In two, two occasions this morning, I heard somebody say, he's not going to say anything we haven't heard before. He wrote the report. I mean, he might, like, it'll be interesting to hear him saying it out loud, but he won't give us any new information. There is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. The uh, the, the living in of Chateau Relaxo and the moving in continues uh, I'm currently at the point where now I'm hanging my uh, my various pieces of art. I've got my, my... You have art to hang. Well, your mom's an artist. You might actually have art. Yeah, uh, actually, none of hers, which is probably something I should, wow. I should wow. remedy. Wow, good son. Mm. Uh, That's nice. interesting. Wow. We should take a long strange. look at that. Yeah, yeah. She, well, she currently probably she agrees with you guys. You. <laughs> um, uh, I've already got the one with the uh, the guy playing the harmonica next to the dog. Uh, but my my prized possession is a uh, it's uh, it's a painting it's a long painting so I need to I, I don't have a level I got to get a level on it because I can kind of hang the square ones. You know all you can right. get one for, an app for your iPhone. Really? I have a level app on my iPhone. It's I awesome. should probably just try that. Yeah. 
Um, but it's the uh, it's uh, various philosophers with the appropriate headbands of the Ninja Turtles that the Ninja Turtles were named after, right? So you got uh-huh. Leonardo with the blue headband, you got Raphael with the mm. with the I guess artists as well, not necessarily all philosophers, but mm-hmm. various of the the Renaissance. Charming though, charming. Uh, but yeah, so I, I got <laughs> now that I know about the phone app thing, maybe I'll just do that, and I don't even need to go to a brick and mortar and pick up a level. Yeah. Um, uh, chicks impressed with that painting? Oh, uh, well. I really like it. <laughs> or do they get distracted by the ants you have? <laughs> oh, no, that they... battle's going quite well. Oh, oh good. Glad yeah. to hear it. You ain't never seen ants like I got at my house. Next time I have an ant, I'll <sighs> burst off to take a picture. It's it's <sighs> crazy. Oh, no. It's like something from a nature channel. Oh, no. There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I'm doing very well. Let me be the first to warn you about the new feathered menace. Not just turkeys anymore. Where I live, people are being impacted by prides of peacocks. There was one outside the door of a neighborhood pizza parlor, and I didn't have my phone. I didn't take a picture of it. This peacock pacing back and forth in front of the door, looking at his reflection in the glass, keeping customers at bay. When I finally got in, they told me inside he'd been out there for hours. And I said, why don't you call someone? Who should we call? Call, call, the S- call someone. Call the SPCA. Have them removed. The Peacock Bureau, clearly. And or, now, or you could just look at it and go about your business. Now there are <laughs> Occasionally well, look at it. Now there are prides of peacocks roaming the streets Man, where I leather, live. Leather jackets, smoking cigarettes. Yeah. I'm waiting for the just peacocks. causing trouble. <laughs> I'm waiting for the peacocks and the turkeys to square off. Oh, or band together, which would be even worse. Oh, no, no, no. Holy Alliance. The axis wow. of pet. Uh, anyway. You might have to start wearing goggles. Oh, yeah, to protect my eyes. To save your yeah. eyes. That's and what they go for. Some sort of yeah. uh, covering for your uh, tender regions. <laughs> oh, yeah, they go for the, the eyes and the nether regions. Oh, That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, May 22nd, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. All right, here's the show officially now, beginning according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. As you look it up, I'd also like you to get back to me, if you don't mind, to explain the disparity in REO rates. Do you know what an REO is? An Oreo? R. No, not an Oreo. An R-E-O. R-E-O. Real estate? What's the O stand for? E-organization? Owned. Real estate owned. That's what happens when a property goes to foreclosure. We call it an REO. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. So that would have been housing, not urban development, she was asking about. So uh, we'll have to talk about that. Ben Carson in a hearing yesterday, he's getting beaten up a lot. It's racism is what it is. It is. Absolutely it is. I remember that from the Obama administration. If you criticize a black man, it's racism. So I'm just, I've adopted your teachings, my enlightened friends. Uh, but we'll talk about that coming up later. He was on Tucker Carlson last night, and he, uh, all his answers sounded perfectly reasonable and uh, made perfectly good sense. But anyway. Gotcha, um, though. You got him. Gotcha. <laughs> what are our other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, Democrat calls for impeaching Trump growing ever louder. Yeah, North- that's interesting. You made impeachment the general manager. I just, I do feel like it's, it's at least possible. I would have said not nah, impossible a couple of weeks ago, but I think it's in the in the range of possible things that happen. It would be idiotic, just from a strategic point of view, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, the momentum is growing. Not if everybody you know, which is the case for a lot of these people, every single human being you know thinks it's a good idea. All your friends, everybody you grew up with. All your kids' friends, everybody you <laughs> hang around with right. thinks it has to happen. Yeah. You can't even imagine that there's a world out there that thinks, what? Well, and it 
it's uh, reps in districts like you're describing yeah. that are pushing for it. Yeah. Anybody who's in a even marginally competitive district, and there are very few of them in America, uh, is saying, no, 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 please no, no. North Korea labeling Joe Biden a fool of low IQ. Oh, oh no. Another shot. <laughs> and, another kick in the gut. And a first state in the nation now to legalize human composting. There you go. Those stories coming up. Awesome. I'm Yuck. a human sacrifice. Yuck. To appease the gods. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's it's good. It's it's fine. It's still coming together. You know, we got a lot of, uh, or enough of, was... Uh, um, information experiences from people who've lived in China. Fantastic. Well, following up on our discussion of that, but they're a tad lengthy for mailbags, so okay. we'll, we'll get it together. Yeah, we'll have to do that later. Um, I've become a uh, a student of China. Um, and we'll talk more about, as as Nancy has that meeting about impeachment, I can't wait till stuff starts leaking out. I want to hear what's going on yeah. there. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, I'm hoping information leaks out of that uh, meeting Nancy Pelosi's having about impeachment, because I expected to get pretty fiery. Well, that's like hoping for the sunrise. It's going to happen. Right. There will be leaks aplenty. Cool. Mailbag. I just uh, printed out the rest of it, and it didn't appear. The printer didn't work. I'll never understand why printer technology is uh, so insurmountable. Well, Home and at work. It's just... Uh, well, it's like, you know, super advanced cars in that they can do more, but they there's I, more that can break. I want it to do less. I just want my printer to print eight eight and a half by ten inch black and white stuff. And if every it's hardwired, time, sure. Every time I do it, that's what sure. I want. Junky little printer in the corner, hardwired to a computer, that would be fine. But no... This is not a freedom-loving quote of the day, but it's a Bill Murray quote, so it's worth airing. Sent along by Ben Libertarian for some reason. Every pizza is a personal pizza, if you try hard enough and believe in yourself. Yeah, I've had many larges that were a personal pizza in my world. I finally stopped it. I've stopped soloing. Like, you get your California pizza kitchen, you can get the, in the freezer, fits perfectly in your toaster oven. Uh, I used to solo those routinely. Not anymore. Won't do it. Stopping myself. Congratulations. Thank you. Welcome to adulthood. <laughs> Oh, I just wanted to mention, uh, Jeff wrote an email uh, saying that he really enjoyed our conversation with Selena Zito, who was a uh, journalist we interviewed yesterday about, well, she did a story on five different vets who'd um, experienced combat and, and their differing lives and reactions and backgrounds. Just really interesting and about military families and military living, and it was, it was great. Um, she's a really interesting person, but Jeff says um, she is... Uh, Nothing short of a national treasure. She's a great journalist. She gets out there on the road, talks with real people about the joys and challenges they're facing. Her book, The Great Revolt, is nothing short of excellent. Good call. I wish I would have flogged her book for her. I didn't know it was out there. Um, the Great Revolt. I know nothing about it. So what happens if you eat a whole pizza on your own? Uh, you end up with The Great Revolt. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Hours, or hours later the next day. Duke uh, writes... Jack Joe, uh, I want to chime in on the subject. Oh, his, his subject line is white privilege makes no sense unless you're a racist. As a student of history, I'm sure you can appreciate how idiotic the idea of white privilege is. P.S. I'm totally aware that Google probably added me to a list of white supremacists for simply typing these words, but F them. 
Uh, throughout almost all of human history, quote-unquote white people were poor, pathetic barbarians living in mud-filled huts with their goats burning human excrement for warmth. China, Egypt, Assyria, India, Persian, etc. were all dominant powers well before white people became significant. Being white, if I show up in China, do I get superpowers just because of my skin color and language barrier? No. White people don't have magical properties or superior traits over other ethnicities. Um, white privilege, if discussed at all, should be called cultural normative privilege. Stupid PC term? Probably. However, it at least encapsulates what the conversation is about. Uh, oh, and by the way, that conversation is dumb, too. Privileges existed throughout human history will continue to exist. Try walking through UC Berkeley with a MAGA hat on versus a Bernie hat, and you'll see what culturally normative privilege is and see it at work. That's a, uh, that's a, uh, that's a great, great note, Duke. Duke. KFOG, keep effing Orwell's grave. What What are you talking what? about? That's an odd sign-off, sir, and I don't appreciate it. Where the hell did that come from? That's what I'm asking. To impugn your own fine email with that idiocy is an unfortunate move. Oh, finally, Jack was uh, asking whether it's even conceivable to make a uh, hamburger that tastes like a, tastes like a McDonald's hamburger. Well, somebody sent us the recipe. It's known. It's out there. It's it's doable. It's achievable. And we have it at armstrongandgetty.com for wow. you. Might have to try that myself sometime. Step one, put the patty on the ground, jump up and down. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. Food cleanliness is the highest priority at McDonald's. <laughs> Marshall's News next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Wow, the lunchroom is a disaster today. Yeah. It's just a disaster yeah. in there. It's got a really pungent ripeness to it, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Salsa is one of those things you just can't leave out. Oh, no. A- anything no. tomato-based, ketchup, salsa, that sort of stuff, you can't leave it out overnight. Or you can smell it 30 feet before yeah. you get to the lunchroom. I was going to grab some of that cake there, but then I remember that I prefer my cake to be open-air aged for about 36 hours before I actually dive into it. So I got to, you know, be patient. Be patient. It'll be worth it in the end. I tried a hunk of that cake, man. It is chewy. No, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the best way to put it. We were just discussing the uh, the pungent lunchroom this morning with the salsa that has been there now for oh. a good 18 hours. Right. <laughs> yeah. I have not ventured in. Oh, you got to see. Yeah, well, you can smell it in our office. That's the best part. This is really strong smelling in our office. Let's get to the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is holding an emergency closed-door meeting right now with her caucus as more and more House Democrats are calling for President Trump to be impeached. (laughs) Pelosi has been cool to the idea of impeachment, preferring aggressive investigations and oversight of Trump and his administration. But a lot of Democrats are really hot. Now, the former White House counsel, Don McGahn, ignored a subpoena to testify before a House committee yesterday. To take this seriously for a moment, as I think it is getting more serious and and, and, and a chance it might actually happen, when Nancy says to them today, she might be saying this this very moment. That's exciting. What is the point? And once it gets to the Senate, there aren't enough senators on our side and he'll be found not guilty, if you will. We'll sway them. We'll bring them along. We'll present the evidence. So what is their response? Are they going to say that, well, during the impeachment hearing in the House, we're going to bring forth enough evidence to sway the American people 
that the Senate will change? Right. Is that I, what they honestly believe? Oh, I heard some pretty good analysis today, and I have a feeling it's also reached the ears of various Congress people that the mistake the Republicans made back in the Clinton thing was they didn't bring the public along. They didn't have the support of the American people. And, and so that's what the Democrats really want to do. And that's what they're trying to do through their hearings and subpoenas and stuff like that. Um, but in the absence of that, it would be insane to impeach the president. And I just don't see it happening. If the the bar report, the bar report, the Mueller report, l- literally did not move the needle in terms of support for the president or belief in his various sins, I'm not- so a handful more hearings, it's just not going to happen. I think there's a little bit bigger of a chessboard happening here, where they also really want to take back the Senate, and I think they want senators who did who voted no on impeaching Trump on the record as something to run against them on hmm. in the next in the next term. Interesting, that could be. Uh, I think the main difference, more than the evidence, is that the Speaker of the House in '97 was Newt Gingrich, and he wanted to impeach the president. The Speaker of the House now is Nancy Pelosi, and she doesn't want to. I think that's the key thing. Oh. If the Speaker wants to, it's, it can happen. So the speaker one, doesn't, I don't think it's going to. One more point about the absolute outrage that uh, old man McGahn won't show up. He won't uh, comply with the subpoena. This is from 2016. Uh, House, oh, this is all in quotes, and I'll tell you who said it in a minute. House Oversight Committee Chairman Jason, Chase, uh, Jason Chaffetz invited Ben Rhodes to appear before his panel on Tuesday for a session titled White House narratives on the Iran nuclear deal. But in a letter to Chaffetz, White House counsel W. Neil Eggleston, this is Obama's guy, writes that Rhodes will not appear before the committee because it would raise, quote, significant constitutional concerns, end quote. The appearance of a senior presidential advisor before Congress threatens the independence and the autonomy of the president, as well as his ability to receive candid advice and counsel in the discharge of his constitutional duties, Eggleston writes. So... Just so you know, Obama's guy said, no way. No, you're not getting senior advisors to testify before Congress. Now, you could make some sort of constitutional argument that Obama and his White House counsel were wrong, and and, uh, Donald Trump and his counsel are wrong, but... You know, come on. Let's That's not, not the argument Nadler was making yesterday. He was acting no. like this is the first time this sort of thing's ever happened in our nation's history. Well, he said it's unprecedented. It was precedented two and a half years ago. North Korea has labeled Joe Biden a fool of low IQ and an Oof. imbecile bereft of elementary quality as a human being. Wow, <laughs> an imbecile bereft of elemental qualities of a human being? Yes, that is an insult. It's that sad, is. It's a sad <laughs> state to find yourself in. That's better than you suck. Bereft of your <laughs> fundamental qualities. <laughs> Boo, fascist. No, that's how you insult somebody. This coming after, Biden uh, said during a speech uh, that Kim Jong-un was a tyrant. The Northern uh, Central News Agency accused the former Veep of insulting North Korean leadership with the speech accusing President Donald Trump of cozying up to dictators and tyrants like Kim and Russian President Putin. Uh, Kim's got a little Trump in him that he can't let a slight go. I mean, you could he, he could have ignored Biden saying that. I would have never even known it happened. Yeah. But he has to respond to those things, Trump-like. Oh, yeah? Well, you're an imbecile, an imbecile of no qualities. Right. <laughs> or whatever he said. Bereft of, what was that phrase again, Marshall? <laughs> imbecile bereft of elementary quality as a human being. Wow, that's, that's hurtful. 
aimed right at the heart. There's going to have to be a sincere <laughs> apology for that, because that cuts to the bone. Democratic Governor Jay Inslee has signed legislation making Washington the first state to allow composting of human bodies as an alternative to burial or cremation. Licensed facilities will be legally permitted to offer what's called natural organic reduction, in which a body gets mixed with things like wood chips and straw and is turned into soil over several weeks. Sounds nice. And then you sprinkle grandma on the garden and grow roses with right. her or something. Right. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Yeah. Huh? Family members can go ahead and spread the soil just as they would the ashes or use it for planting vegetables, flowers, or a tree. I'm not sure I want to wander by one of these composting heaps without being warned. Uh, you know, because it creeps you out or what? Well, glance over there and there's a bunch of bodies. Freak me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the Raptors are even now with the Bucks in the NBA's Eastern Conference oh Final. Raptors used a team effort to knock off the Bucks 120 to 102 in Game Four last night in Toronto. That evens up that season again at two games apiece. Now wear yourself out, then just stay home. Don't even show up in Oakland. That'd be my advice. All this going on as the Golden State Warriors wait for the winner. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Somebody found Aretha Franklin's will under her couch cushions. That's a problem for that uh, family. Seriously? Uh, seriously, yes. Um, and a number of other stories we want to get into. I, I can't wait to hear what some people had to say about their experiences in China, as we've been talking about that for the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. The last couple China! Of weeks. So that's yeah. really going to be the conversation for most of the next century, is uh, what China is like and what it's up to. I can imagine so many different, well, not so many, but like three distinct Outcomes for China in the next 50 years, and and they're wildly different from each other. Is one of them world dominance? Uh, no. No, no okay. almost certainly not. No. No. Uh, they might just kind of continue growing and being sort of commies and sort of free market, uh, and then they'll be an uneasy friend. Slash, they'll be a friend of me, like they are now for a long time, and we'll gripe and we'll groan and we'll have disagreements. I could see that. It's probably the most likely thing. You know, that... Um, Total collapse in there? Huge political problems. Hmm. Definitely a possibility. Um, and we're keeping an eye on the, uh, the, the the little back room meeting they're having with Nancy Pelosi and the impeachment zealots and all that sort of stuff. Anything leaks out, we'll bring it to you on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Today was a very sad day for those of us who love fashion, uh, as Dress Barn, the chain of women's clothing stores, announced they're going out of business. So call your Aunt Carol and just see how she's... <laughs> Dress Barn had more than 600 locations, all of them would close. Which, what is this world coming to? It's almost like people don't want to get their dresses from a barn anymore. <laughs> what kind of a name is that for... Uh... Maybe they should just change the name to something more appealing than Dress Barn. Like, for instance... Pantsuit pig pen. <laughs> you know, we don't that's, have... Uh, you know, that is... That's urban belligerence. We don't have any women on the staff here, so uh, because we're sexist. Right. We won't hire a woman. Um, but we're all guys, so I don't know that much about Dress Barn. But uh, I know it existed, and now it no longer does. And it, it does seem like an anachronistic name for a place to buy your uh, clothing. Yeah, from. I'll grant you that. There was a phase in, in naming companies where, like... Barns and warehouse and oh, you're factories. Right. You're right. And, you're right. You know, for some reason, that became a, a trendy thing of like yeah, some sort of pro, 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 
Hmm. <laughs> Working class uh, need to express. I'm buying my stuff at a warehouse and a factory and a barn. Well, the perception that it's cheaper. No frills, but great bargains, a lot of selection. Like the outlet trend or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What yeah, was the, the whole uh, coat f- warehouse? What was that? Uh, uh, the still uh, exists, Burlington right? Coat Factory. Yeah, there, yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole outlet thing got ruined fast, too. Oh, it just became, just became stores. <laughs> yeah. Here's a smaller version of our stores with the same prices, suckers, coming by. <laughs> what happened there? Or it's just a one brand store. Oh, the Nike outlet. Wait with, a minute. With, with I last shop year's for stuff. Nike well, yeah. <laughs> That I don't mind. Yeah, <laughs> that's fine. This year's stuff will be last year's stuff next year. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Um, that's experienced. Yeah, it. Sean was, uh, I believe, mocking me for wearing uh, my used Nikes that I was wearing the other day. You that bought, I bought used day. shoes? Yeah, I buy used shoes all the time. Wearing really? another man's shoes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Does he know you have them? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Was it a willing transaction, or did you take them while they were sleeping? These particular Nikes, Presto's, very hot, uh, $350. Woo! If you buy them, I got them for 50 bucks, and they'd been worn maybe once. Ooh. Somebody who decided they were the wrong size. With athlete's foot at no extra cost. <laughs> well, what do, you, what do you do? Go to the hospital where people are desperate for cash, or what? How do you come by them? eBay. It's called eBay. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. I'll be there. And people say, I bought these shoes, and they're the wrong size. And they practically give them away, but they'd like to get something for them. Yeah, that's what they say. Yeah. Okay. Or they, you know, work at the county morgue, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> They're just taking people's shoes. Hey, this guy's I, not going to use them anymore. Yeah, he's I'm not, an EMT, he, and I take people's shoes. I yeah. show up to the car wreck, I take off their shoes, I put them on He's back. not going to be walking for some time. <laughs> oh, Already wow. done with the bank no, robbery just... that I needed these shoes for, so I need to get rid of the evidence. So I'll sell them exactly. for 20 bucks. I learned that from the Hardy Boys mysteries. Careful of the footprints. This could be a valuable clue for the detectives. So a lot of people don't wear used shoes? I guess maybe I'm in the well, minority. I tell you what, if I can get some uh, $350 uh, Nikes for, you know, chump change, please. That's what I do. I'm there. I'm never going to spend that much money <laughs> on new shoes. How about underpants? Where do you draw the line? See, I will not do that. I've never done socks or underwear. Unless I am bowling, another man's shoes have not been in the shoes my feet are in. <laughs> yeah, or <What>? something. <laughs> um, so or Washington feet. Post. Yeah, boom! <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll fix it in post. Washington Post, brutal new 2020 numbers for Beto O'Rourke and de Blasio. Well, de Blasio just got in. so uh, And out, please. Don't waste my time with de Blasio talk. He's mocked. His supporters mock him. Well, right. And, and nobody was expecting, everybody was predicting de Blasio to fail and saying, why are you doing this? Right. Including the liberal media. Right. They were all saying, well, what is this? What kind of joke is this? Yeah. So, okay, so he's not doing well in the polls is not surprising. But Beto O'Rourke was a rock star. He got the best treatment you could possibly get for, like, an hour. Anyway, he's gone from around uh, 13% down to around 3% since March. Bye-bye. It, it, they've got the polling of uh, uh, all the candidates on this graph, and it's kind of interesting to look at it on a graph to see who's gone up, who's gone down, who's stayed flat. And definitely in the sinking like a stone category is Beto O'Rourke. Although Sean has an update on that because I didn't watch the town hall. I thought he was. I thought he was pretty good at it. It seems that his two months of standing on countertops at various bakeries in the, in the middle of the country mm-hmm. uh, was some pretty good kind of uh, dojo training for the town hall atmosphere. He yeah, seemed okay. to have his ducks in a row at least. Whether or not you agree with his solutions, sure. he had answers. Well, according, according to the Washington Post, his theory was he was going to do similar to similar to what he did in Texas, 
and surprised people with his success. He was going to shun the media and the way people usually do it and go all with, you know, Facebook and all that sort of stuff. Well, Hmm, for whatever reason, on the national stage, that has not worked. So he's rejiggered it and thought, eh, maybe the way people normally do it is right. And that's why he signed up for this town hall in which I didn't see. But, you know, that might help. 3% 3% is particularly humiliating, though. That's I mean, that's low. way down. That 4% laughs at 3%. I mean, if you're at 3% and you uh, grow your support by 50%, you're at 4.5%. Oh, 5% won't even hang around with 3%. Right, exactly. Yeah. Don't don't yeah. stand next to me. It's a bad look. Yeah, so that's rough. But who's stayed? Uh, who's gone up and who's stayed flat? Elizabeth Warren's gone up quite a bit. She mm. was down there sub-5 when O'Rourke announced, and she's now up where he used to be, around 13 um, so Elizabeth Warren's had a good little run. She's super woke now. She's calling everybody and everything racist. Kamala Harris is an interesting one in that she stayed completely flat. Hmm. There's about 8% of people who liked her when she got in and continue to like her and no more and no less. Biden has gone up a lot. Um, yeah, I've got a confession to make. Uh, old Kamala, she, uh, I just saw a list of things she supported or didn't fight in California when she was attorney general, and it was a pretty solid checklist of what I would describe as reasonably tough on crime measures. That's the knock on her from the left. On the far left, there are outrages against humanity, but I thought, wow, you know, she was more reasonable than I was led to believe by some of my ideological brethren, but it'll absolutely, it'll kill her. If if she gets down to the final three or four, and whoever is left wants to go at her from the left. She's the she's the winning Veep candidate, though, isn't she? Checks a lot of boxes, Jack, which is important in idiotic 21st century America. Yes. Yeah. Nobody ever talks about how she's Indian, of Indian heritage. Indian Americans, do you resent that? She's the black candidate. She's black. Did you know she's black? She represents black people. Nobody gives a damn that her family's from India. It's a country so she's of a not billion black? people, world's largest democracy. She's not black? No, well, she, her dad was uh, of uh, Jamaican. He was a, a Jamaican fellow, a black man, and um, and her mom was from India. Okay. Well, you know how that works. Barack Obama's mom is as, as white as I am mm-hmm. and from the same state. Right. And, uh, and nobody calls Barack Obama white, so right. it's just the way it works. Well, I'm just trying to rile up Indian people. Well, okay, well good luck with that. Yeah. I hope that uh, pays off the way you hope it will. Normally, Indian people are too busy working <laughs> to get real riled up. Um, so uh, I just I'm you know. I'm always interested. I like following the presidential Could horse race. A tariff on on uh, curry. <laughs> I like watching the presidential horse race. I'm always just surprised at who catches on and who doesn't, and for what reasons, and, and for how long. And sometimes it's mystifying as to you know, geez, I thought that person would be a bigger deal, but they're yeah. not. I think Beto got out Betoed by Mayor Pete a lot yeah, in that, a lot of ways. That is bad luck. The timing for that. Yeah. Yeah, you could run that in a parallel universe with what if Buttigieg gets in, you know, two months earlier or two months later, what's it do? Or doesn't get in what it does for Beto. Right. There was somebody that came along that was a lot of the same sort of stuff, but way better spoken. Yeah. And it just took all of his eat. Well, he does. You know what? Beto is plenty well spoken. He just comes off as jivey. He's just got the one thing, a little too cute thing, and I don't mean you know physically, visually. He's just you find him attractive. Gesturing wildly over there, there's that. You find him attractive? (laughs) A little bit. No, it's just there's something about him that just is a little smarmy. Mayor Pete just seems down to earth. He doesn't seem smarmy at all to me. Who? Beto? Mayor Pete? Oh right. He seems like a guy from Indiana. Yeah. He seems like people from Indiana. Yep, which uh, is going to help him a lot. Shout anyway. out to my Hoosiers. That's probably where my Hoosiers be at. 
Once again, as we check with the calendar every single day, 531 days. Yeah, what are ah. we? What, a, I, I blame you and me. And him. Interesting. <laughs> one of the rock stars is, uh, you know, sunk like a rock. Sure. <laughs> I just love Indiana. Thank you. Oh, God. Killer. Now, Speaking talk about of your skin crawling. No, I'm talking about authenticity right there. <laughs> oh, Somebody oh. reeks of it. Oh, there um, are t- department store mannequins with more authenticity than that horrible woman. I meant to get to this yesterday. It was a front page of the USA Today about segregation in schools. It's the, I don't know, the anniversary of something. But anyway, they look at this particular school in Mississippi where they've got a lot of segregation is back. It's growing, but it's almost self all self-segregating. Nobody's, you know, nobody's forcing this to happen. Do tell. And uh, they've got schools here, uh, for instance, in Mississippi where they let parents choose their uh, teachers. And what happens is white and black families alike place their children with preferred teachers or friends and end up with more black classes and more white classes. The, the black and white parents choose classes that are going to be mostly their own race. And they're trying to figure out what to do about that. Birds of a feather. Some people are saying you should, not, you should not allow the, the parents to choose because it's segregating our classes. That yeah. seems crazy. Oh, guide us, enlightened ones, please. And that's something? Be our beacon. Maybe more on that later on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.